buttons and pulling triggers. This is Gun Funny. Welcome to Gun Funny episode 73. Today we're going to chat with Jackie Billings, make a prank call about a product invention, and talk about small guns. Today's panel is Sean Heron and I'm Ava Flannell. I, I know why you faltered there. It's stinky in the studio. What is happening? Uh, I think it's like, you know, when you have a party and there's booze all over the place like so, the next day. So you day had chili and, is what you're trying to tell me. Yeah. Okay. That's all you had to say. No. No, tell them, tell the listeners what happened. All right. You invited all your drunk friends to the studio. No, that is literally not what happened. And there's booze everywhere. There's like gross, like empty, half empty beer cans. There was a, there was a stinky uh, trash bag in here that I took out. Uh, Yeah. Probably because one of your friends threw up in it. So look, December was maybe actually December was a very uh, good time at the uh, firearms radio network studios and. We we partook. We had a ton of people here. We threw a party and a get together and a meetup. And up. we're paying for it now. And now it stinks in here. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. That's I'm not sick. You're sick. <laughs> I'm not sick either, but hey. There's a company called Mandicore Arms. Ava, I don't know if you're familiar with them. Oh, yeah, I'm familiar. Well, the first thing I want to talk about is that we are throwing a party at SHOT Show. So if you happen to be in the industry and you're going to SHOT Show, hit us up and we'll get you an invite to our very exclusive party. Uh, it's at SHOT Show. It's uh, We Like Shooting, Gun Funny, and Manticore, everything sponsored by Manticore Arms. It's going to be a blast. It's at a tiki bar. We're going to have some t-shirts for some people. We're going to have some, we're going to have a lot of food. We're going to have some free liquor and booze and all kinds of stuff. All right. You had me at free liquor. Okay. That's great. Yeah. So it's, it's awesome for everybody, but check them out. Manticorearms.com. They make all kinds of cool products. Ava, you had one you wanted to talk about. Yeah. They're triangle stock. I keep seeing it pop up like on Instagram and stuff. And like it, honestly, I think it's like the best stock out there for an AK. It just, it makes the AK look beautiful. That Chinese it could be triangle like, stock. It could be like the trashiest AK, and that triangle stock makes it look great. I agree, and I like it when you put a folder on it. Mm-hmm. If I like it, then I should have put a folder on it. So you know how much the triangle stock is? Mm-hmm. It's written right there in the show notes. I yeah. can see it. Yeah, so how much is it? $112.95. But guess what? What? If you apply the code GUNFUNNY15, you get 15% off. You got to be kidding me. Bam. Amazing. Manicorearms.com. Learn the things you never knew on Deconstructing the Industry. We are here with Jackie Billings today. Jackie, for those who don't know who you are, tell us who you are and tell us the companies that you work for. So I am a freelance gun journalist. Uh, I currently work with uh, guns.com, concealcarry.com, and uh, Shooting Sports USA. I cover uh, product and industry news as well as writing reviews and features, mostly in the concealed carry and women's markets. I'm also Instagram's favorite micro warrior, in case you're wondering. <laughs> um, but that's kind of what I do. How did you get into the gun industry? Well, I mean, I grew up around guns, grew up in the South. My dad was a hunter, uh, also concealed carried. Uh, so it was very normal for me to see guns. I didn't go shooting with them a lot, but they were just kind of there. And wasn't really until I got to be uh, an adult, I got into self-defense, martial arts, and that kind of bled into guns a little bit. I started going shooting. Uh, developing my own skills, taking classes, all that fun stuff, and was noticing a uh, kind of a hole in the industry in terms of female writers and um, women sharing knowledge about things. And I come from a journalist background, so I was kind of blogging on the side, just like random stuff, gun gear that I liked, stuff like that. Um, I was, uh, I got my NRA, uh, instructor certification. So I was assistant instructing on the side and I was just kind of writing stuff about that and saw that guns.com was hiring a freelance reviewer position. And I thought, well, I like writing. I like guns. Like, let's see where this goes. And they luckily liked me and picked me up. And that was four years ago and I've been doing it since. Pretty dang awesome. Uh, you said four years, which is, sure. I think just a little bit less time than I've been in the industry. I think that we really, uh, have kind of a unique viewpoint coming into it and, and not necessarily being in the firearms industry and Ava too. 
for, for our entire lives. Do you think that's given you kind of an advantage over some of the pessimistic stuff that goes on? Yeah, I think definitely. You know, I think I relate a lot to beginner shooters, even though I've been shooting for 10 years, you know, I'm, I'm newer to the industry, so I'm not quite as jaded, I think. So it's given me the, the ability, I think, to uh, think in terms of what people new to the industry would want to know about or what people new to guns in general would want to know about. I think I'm probably a lot more optimistic than people who've been doing this for 20 years. But I think it's helpful. I think it gives me a unique viewpoint that you can't get, you know, everywhere else. Yeah. And I think when you're in the industry, when you see all this stuff, and especially you, who I, I imagine that you pour through like press releases and things every morning. Yes. <laughs> uh, it's easy to become jaded. And I think we all do so bad. It's something that I constantly combat. I'm like, yes, I need to see this through the eyes of our audience who don't get to see this stuff every day. So I need to be excited about that stuff. And I've actually seen a couple uh, bigger content creators in just the last week that have posted about, yeah, we don't care about your stuff. If it's not breaking new ground, we don't want to see it. Mm-hmm. And I look at that and I'm like, yeah, I, that is, I do not want to be like that. I want to be positive. I want to make sure that I see this through the eyes of a person who just wakes up and goes to work every single day and then shoots on the weekends or whatever it happens to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think sometimes, you know, I think the longer that you're in something, you know, you definitely start to, to look at things and think, well, I only want to write about this or I only want to talk about this because this is what I'm interested in. Or, you know, I've done all these classes. And so like, you know, I don't want to even talk about hybrid holsters because I don't like hybrid holsters or, you know, whatever. But you forget about when you do that, you forget about the subset of people who they can only afford that mm-hmm. or that may be what they're interested in. So it doesn't matter what you think about it. There's somebody who is interested in that and it's worth sharing that knowledge with them so they know what's out there, what they can grab. So I try to remain as unbiased as I can and, you know, try to approach it with fresh eyes when I can. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like that a lot. The reason I bring it up is because you actually do seem like you enjoy everything. What would you say you enjoy most about riding in the gun industry? You know, I like, I like different things for different reasons. I do like when we have breaking news because like my, my core is journalism. I started out as a journalist, a newspaper reporter. So I love that breaking news, fast pace, pressures on, you've got an hour to turn around a piece kind of thing. But in the gun industry as a whole, I really like the people. I think that that's really what drives this industry and makes it so unique is you have a range of people in it. And so for me, the most fun articles to write um, every day are things that I can relate to a people experience. It's interviewing competitive shooters. It's interviewing business owners, interviewing gun owners and relating their experiences in, in, in a cool narrative storytelling way to the readers uh, because people fascinate me and I find people very interesting. So getting to interview and learn something about someone else is really exciting. and gets me the most excited. Yeah, I can relate to that. <laughs> so you mentioned Micro Warrior. What's that? Uh, so I can't, I don't think I can claim credit for coming up with that. <laughs> I think Melody Lauer was actually the one that came up with it. But um, I just kind of adopted it as my own because I thought it was cool. But I wanted a term that applied to me. And I'm itty bitty. I'm tiny. I'm like five to a hundred pounds, but I feel like I'm much bigger in my head. I feel like I'm like <laughs> the warrior, you know, like I've got the small dog syndrome. Like I'm really tiny, but I think like I'm a German shepherd. Uh, so I wanted a term that kind of embraced that mentality of, of the warrior being brave and courageous, never giving up, fighting for what you believe in, um, just in a tiny format, a tiny package. Mm. Do people ever like question your expertise? Oh, all the time. All the time, especially in this industry. And you guys could probably relate to this a little bit. If you don't come from an LE or a um, military background, a lot of times people just shove you to the side and Mm. they think that you don't matter. Your opinions don't matter. And what could you possibly know? And um, so it's it's frustrating because it's like I can go and study. I can go and take classes. I can research. I'm a huge research nerd and I can. I can learn. So just because I don't come from those, those backgrounds doesn't negate my expertise, doesn't negate my opinions or my experiences. And I'm sure you guys have felt the same thing. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely guilty of doing it too. Cause you know, I am a veteran of right. meal team six mm-hmm. and uh, yes. I, I fought in the food wars, the gun yes. bunny offensive of 2017. These that was are, an important one. Yeah, it was, it was, it, it, I still have nightmares about it, but No, we definitely do. And I kind of hate that mentality. Like I, anyone who spouts that like publicly 
and, you know, talks about that and makes it seem important. I avoid them like the plague. I don't want anything to do with that mentality or that, that part of the audience that thinks that that's the way things should go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what do you do? Like, what is your reaction when people do question your expertise? Um, I try to, I try to understand where they're coming from. You know, a lot of times it is people who have those backgrounds. And sometimes if you just talk to them and relate person to person, that kind of helps. But I try to back it up with as much, you know, real talk as I can. I'm humble. I understand that there are things that I lack. There are limitations to my knowledge. You know, I'll be the first one to tell you that I'm a pistol shooter through and through. Rifles and shotguns aren't really my thing. I know, obviously, I have to know them to be in this industry. But there are times when I don't. I don't know a specific thing. So I surround myself with really good people who do that I can reach out to. And I just do the best I can to write in the best way that I can, presenting the knowledge and admitting my faults when when I do make a mistake. And that seems to work for the most part. Yeah, I think so for sure. I saw in in the show notes here, actually, and I, I can't believe I didn't know this, but Black Belt? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like put it out there. I don't, I don't get to practice as much as I, as I used to, um, because my studio is actually in a different state that I started with, but I occasionally pull out the training mats and I'll, I'll have a go occasionally. So and what are you, for people who don't know, what are you a black belt in? Uh, it's a Korean mixed martial art called Yong Mudo. It blends Taekwondo, Aikido, Judo, and Thank you. And uh, Kumdo, which is a uh, Korean um, swords play all together. It's a very self-defense driven uh, martial art. Um, I studied it for four years before getting uh, my black belt, broke multiple bones in the process, including my collarbone. That was a fun one. Um, but it, it's a good blend, a lot of groundwork, um, which I felt like for me as a small woman was very important because I'm probably going to end up on the ground in a fight at yeah. some point. Um, so it was important for me to, to pick a style that applied to my life and that could kind of round out my uh, self-defense package, if you will. How did you end up, how did you break those bones? Like your collarbone? Because I actually, I can really, in a fight, I actually had my collarbone broken. Yeah. Really? It's terrible, right? Like <laughs> it's, it's the oh. worst. Because you can't it's even so put like a cast on it, and then it's like okay, no. going with You're your in life. That, like, like terrible, like figure eight brace mm -hmm. that like does nothing. But yeah, um, so I, I had the normal stuff of like broken feet, fingers. I broke my own nose, kneeing myself in the face, which was a lot of fun. <laughs> um, Mom, look but, how coordinated I am. <laughs> I know, like I'm the least coordinated person in the world, which is why I'm terrible at martial arts, or I was at the time. I learned, uh, but the collarbone I was doing uh, was called a stomach throw. Um, I was helping actually like a 14 year old kid do it. I used to train a lot with the kids because same size, <laughs> um, so they'd be like, "Here, go help them." And we were doing a stomach throw, and it involved him. Um, throwing himself onto his back and rolling me over his head. And you're supposed to um, tuck your head as you roll uh, if you're the one being thrown. And for some reason, I was like, YOLO, I'm going to do my own thing and looked up. So I landed on my forehead and luckily I did not break my neck, but I broke my collarbone instead. Uh, so I was out for a while. That was not fun. YOLO. <laughs> YOLO. <laughs> awesome. That's pretty nuts. So do you think, or actually let me, let me phrase that in a different way. I consider firearms and defensive pistol use and things like that, a, a martial art. Uh, mm -hmm. but I also think that it's very important. And I think people often neglect other martial arts, whether that is some kind of combative or, you know, medical or something like that. How important do you think it's to, it is to be well-rounded just as a, a human being and be someone in the firearms industry? It's incredibly important. And people often don't think about that aspect of, of uh, martial art or, or they negate it as not being important because I have a gun. Why do I need to do that? But there are lots of instances where I don't have my gun, unfortunately. Like when I'm at the airport, like they don't really like when you stroll in with a gun or pepper spray or a knife or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm one of those people, too, that enjoys living my life. So I'm not going to not do something because I can't carry. Like I'm not going to not go to a concert because... They don't allow guns. Totally agree. So I think having something like martial arts is important because it allows me to reach into that self-defense toolkit and pull something else out if I need it. You know, if I can't carry my gun, if I don't have my knife, if I don't have pepper spray, then I have something else that I can fall back on. And, um, 
you know, that's, that, that is important all in the self-defense package. It's also good to confidence building because I think a lot of times we underestimate what we can handle and what we can do. And so being able to push yourself and see how much your body can handle, how much it, it can do, uh, just the limitations even of it. Like, you know, what point am I going to falter here is important knowledge to have. Um, and it all goes into that whole self-defense package. It's a multi-layered approach. It doesn't just stop with a gun. Totally yeah. agree. Yeah. We are talking to freelance journalist Jackie Billings. We're going to take a quick break and hear from Hackett Defense. All right. So Hackett Defense, I was actually just talking to Greg the, yesterday or the day before. He was showing me the some prototypes that he has coming out, and I am really, really excited to see some of the cool stuff he's got coming out at SHOT Show. But what does Hackett Equipment make, Ava? Uh, so right now they are mostly known for their bags. They have the EDC bag and they just came out with the little Bertha, which is, uh, comes in like a coyote color. And then they have their big Bertha and these bags are huge. Like there's pockets for everything and it's nicely, you know, organized so that it's not just like throwing everything into a backpack. And, you know, I mean, Jackie, I'm sure you could relate like your purse, you know, mm-hmm. women tend to have big purses and finding anything in there carry you know it's it's kind of it's kind of tough um so hackett equipment designed these bags where there's literally pockets and like what is it Pouches. The, yeah for everything yeah it, and it holds a ton and their prices are great too so the edc and the little bertha bag are 79.99 and then the big bertha is 99.99 but you actually get 20 percent off when you use the code gunfunny20 very cool and can i just say real quick that he's sending me a little bertha in coyote Cause he's like, have you, have you had Cause you were, cause you were a little bitch about it and you're yep. like, you're like, no, cause David didn't I was share. like, dude, if you don't spray paint my name on it, I'm not going to get to touch it. Okay. Great. <laughs> True story. I wish I was lying. I'm not lying. I'll show you later. It's so awesome. <laughs> okay. Let's move along. Hackett equipment, H-A-C-K-E-T-T equipment.com. Back with Jackie Billings. I want to know more about you being an NRA instructor. I mean, do you teach like just by yourself or is it just something that you did kind of to add to, you know, kind of like your uh, repertoire? Yeah. Uh, So it's kind of just an add on at this point. I'm not really uh, as active in the instructing community as I used to be. Uh, time, kid restraints, scheduling resources is kind of an issue right now. So I don't. Uh, teach as much. I'll occasionally, you know, you have a random friend. So will be like, Hey, can I take this class or can I do the basic pistol or can you, know, I'll do that kind of stuff. Um, one off, but I really don't do classes as much anymore, but it was just something that I, you know, like I said, I saw kind of a, a hole and I thought, well, maybe I can, I can help, you know, fill this with, you know, my own experiences and, and help teach women or at least add some some flair to some of these classes that I was, was going to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I fell for the, if you become an instructor or you'll be a better shooter, if you become an instructor, because by learning to teach and recognize other people's flaws and deficiencies, it, it'll make you better as well. And I really, really agree with that. I think it made me a better shooter by learning how to teach other people and recognize their flaws. So then I could apply that to myself. Was that kind of part of what you did as well? Oh yeah, Definitely. Definitely. It, it made me a better shooter. It helped me understand too. It made me a better journalist, I think, in the long run, because it helped me understand people better and understand that not everybody thinks the same way. Mm-hmm. There's multiple angles to things. And by being an instructor and seeing how different people learn, it, it gave me like kind of an aha, like, okay, this, that, that makes sense. But it definitely helped me grow as a shooter as well. So to date, what articles are you most proud of? Is there something where you're like, wow, that article, you know, got published in this magazine and that's like my, you know, claim to fame moment? This one's like a really hard question for me. I can tell you all the articles I hate easier probably than I can the ones that I'm most proud of. Because like if I like it, it, I don't think about it again. But I think the one that the, it was actually a set, it was a series of articles I did um, a couple months ago or a few months ago on uh, the Shopify thing where, you know, they dropped all gun companies. 
that was what I would call peak journalist Jackie moment because I was on the phone for an hour calling different companies, getting quotes. And then I had 30 minutes to turn around my first article um, and I was able to do it. And then I ended up spinning off five more articles from that. So I got like really good coverage on it. I had really good quotes and it was one of those moments that I felt like everything just kind of came together. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I was really, really proud of that, uh, that series. And then I wrote one last week on uh, women's only classes. And that one's probably the most recent one that I was like really proud of because um, Kathy Jackson, for, for those who don't know, she's an incredible instructor in the industry. She actually put me up on her uh, Facebook and was like, this is a great article. Uh, you know, uh, really proud of Jackie. And I, I was one of those moments where I was like, is, is this real life? Like, did this just happen? <laughs> so I was pretty, pretty proud of those, those two sets. Nice. Very cool. Switching gears completely. Let's talk about what you carry and how you carry it. Yeah. So I, uh, this changes a lot depending on what gear I'm reviewing or testing. Um, but if I have my choice, usually it's a Glock 19 and a Dark Star gear, uh, AIWB holster in the appendix position. Uh, if I can't do the Glock 19, then sometimes I'll move down to the Smith and Wesson shield. But as much as I can, I carry the Glock 19. That's kind so, of a, uh, yeah, I'm thinking like, I'm like, that's kind of a big gun for somebody who's like a hundred pounds, five, yeah. two. <laughs> yeah. Are you sure you wouldn't like something a little smaller there, young lady? <laughs> I'm just you kidding. That's, that's, that's the thought, but <laughs> no, the Glock is great. It's not as hard as people think. Like when you, when you get a good holster and a good belt and you find your sweet spot, it's not that hard. And what was the brand of the holster? Dark Star Gear. Very cool. Look them up right now. So AIWB is definitely something that is hot right now. And I mean, AIWB has been around for a long time. I think it's just become really, I don't know, really pronounced lately because of the Instagram rock stars that are out there drawing and shooting in less than a second. I like AIWB. I have no problem with it whatsoever. Sometimes I carry that way. Sometimes I don't. Why do you like it? Um, for me, it's the most comfortable, uh, for the longest, when I first started, I think I did like everybody did and carried, um, standard strong side, just a little bit behind the hip. It just never like, I didn't like drawing from there. I felt weird. I had to kind of contort a little bit and I sit for a very long portion or a large portion of the day being a writer and it would always like poke my back and I can never really get comfortable. So for me, AIWB is the most comfortable I can sit, I can drive, I can do whatever I do. It's right there. Everything's kind of within a natural workspace for me. It's all up front. I don't have to, you know, worry about where it is. I can easily see, like, am I printing? Am I not printing? And I don't have to worry about when I bend over, you know, the the grip of the gun showing or anything like that. So um, it really comes down to just comfort and, you know, it just feels, it feels better for me. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, I think you did an article about small of the back carrier or something like that. I did, yes. Yeah, tell tell us about that experience. Um, I got a lot of hate in the comments. From that <laughs> one. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like I, it was one of those random ones that Guns.com wanted an op-ed, and I thought, well, this will be a good one to rile people up. So uh, I'm obviously not big on uh, small of back carry. I think it's very problematic in ways that people don't always think about. And uh, so I thought, well, I'll just share why I don't recommend small of back while I, I think that there are other ways you can carry. And there were a lot of comments that, you know, explicitly told me where I could take my opinion, mm-hmm. what I could do with it. So it's funny. I just posted a thing yesterday about empty chamber carry, knowing mm-hmm. exactly what it was going to do. And yeah. oh, it's a firestorm. Uh, it's like, I am absolutely against empty chamber carry. And I have reasons for why I'm against it. I will also say that when I first started carrying uh, for like the first day or two, I did it like that just to build my confidence that the gun wasn't going to go off or anything crazy like that. So like I understand that thought process. But now that I've experienced it myself and moved on, like I think that there's a, a thousand reasons not to carry like that and very few reasons to actually carry like that other than a very brief learning uh, learning period when you first start or something like that. But Stuff like that, stuff like that small of the back carry where there's a, a thousand great reasons not to do it, man, that just, it makes the FUDs erupt. Oh, they lose it. They lose their mind. And they've got to like, I think sometimes it's worse to being a woman because then they feel like they got to really put me in my place because 
you know, what, yeah. what kind of opinion could I have on this? So, uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting sometimes, but it's fun. I mean, I like riling people up. It's good. I think it's good to rile people up because it makes them question or strengthen their viewpoint. Yes. Or it just makes them look like jackasses and other people. They're like, Oh yeah, I don't want to be that guy. Yeah. Right. Or the white knights can come in and defend me and we're good. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. That's so great. I love that characteristic of the internet. Yes. I just called a dude a white knight this morning. It was great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he was. Yeah, he really was. I was like, okay, weird flex. So I uh, I was looking at your website and I came across an article where you said Bumble doesn't allow guns on their mm-hmm. website. Like, I guess. And well, so, okay. So I thought it was kind of funny because one, most people don't admit that they're on dating websites. Right. Um, (laughs) okay. Now this got really, really awkward. Cause I mean, I even thought about like, Oh, I should try Tinder. So who's in my area. And then I'm like, I would be mortified if one of my students are like, Hey, look at that girl. She was my instructor. She's trying to get laid. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but Bumble's a little bit different. So it basically allows the, I don't know. I mean, I don't know a ton about it, but it, from what I gather, it allows the women to approach the guys so that your inbox doesn't just like fill up with all these freaking hungry guys. Yes. So it kind of, yeah. But you, I guess what happened is you listed guns as an interest and Bumble said that that wasn't allowed. Yeah. So Bumble made a huge um, kind of sweeping new policy earlier this year that said no pictures of firearms could be put up on your profile. So you couldn't, even if it was a hobby and you were shooting at a target, you could not have, you couldn't have that up. Which, you know, I'm always, I'm always willing to embarrass myself for the good of an article. Uh, so I was like, bingo, I can write about this. But I thought it was worth writing about because, you know, from my standpoint, guns are a very huge part of my life. They're my career, mm-hmm. what I do for a living. And so when I'm dating, I don't require that whoever I'm dating be as into guns as I am, but they at least need to support the cause and support me. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, if I can't really mention that or I can't, you know, show that that's a part of my life, it's going to get awkward. And it did because I had to either do the weird dance of in the messaging or in text be like, so how's your day? How do you feel about the Second Amendment? (laughs) Uh, Which is like a hard segue into it. Or, you know, I would be on a date and I had this happen where I went on a date and the guy started talking about politics and brought up the second amendment and was all, you know, the NRA is terrible. Gun owners are baby killers. You know, they don't (laughs) care about people. And I'm sitting there with a Glock 19 under my shirt. Like this is real awkward on a first date. And then to have to be like, Hey, you know, what do you do? Oh, well I work for guns.com. Well, sorry. (laughs) Um, So it kind of made for an awkward first date. So yeah, it's just, it's an interesting thing that I think the dating site chose to do to mm-hmm. say that we're not going to allow you to do this, but we're still going to let people put up uh, pictures or, or talk about them, you know, doing illegal drugs or doing other things that, you know, are straight up illegal. Mm-hmm. Like that's okay, but somebody shooting a target yeah. is, you know, enjoying a hobby is totally off, off the the limits here you can't do that so it just seemed weird to me <laughs> that's so weird i like i imagine regina you know when she goes to the gun store to take pictures yeah jackie, for her profile like she'd have to jackie doesn't know who regina is oh okay well <laughs> so we we did a series of prank calls where we called gun stores and we asked uh if we could come by and take pictures with guns for our dating profiles yeah awesome. it was pretty funny and and all the gun stores they were like yeah sure come on by we don't care it was actually really <laughs> hilarious <laughs> uh, i want i want like somebody to take me seriously so like i thought maybe if i put guns in the picture yeah except <laughs> regina's voice is really deep like this <laughs> oh nice yeah but i think i think that that would bother me because you know like you're right like you don't want I don't, I'm not trying to look for like an operator to date. And no. I think if anything, you know, it maybe being in the same industry could be kind of a clash at times, but mm-hmm. you don't want to date somebody who's completely anti-gun. Like you have to right. have similar interests. And if they're just, it, it's like, I don't think it's going to work. I'm just imagining this dude sitting at dinner with Jackie 
talking about how the NRA's baby killers and she reaches down and just starts to slowly lift her shirt. And I'm picturing his face with like the excitement kind of dawning on him. Like, Oh my God, this is happening. This is happening. Oh my God. It's a gun. It's just like I knew it was going to happen. Yeah. God's going to kill me. Yeah. That's so great. No. Don't worry. You're not a baby. You're not going to die. Yeah. We, yeah. <laughs> we have specified things. We do that. Yeah. Don't worry. Oh, that's so great. So what are you excited about in 2019 in the gun industry? We have SHOT Show coming up, Mm. which I am excited yet terrified of, I think, as most people Mm -hmm. tend to be. Uh, Last year, I got the flu and strep at the same time. Oh, wow. Was it it during or after? It was during the third day of the show. Oh, wow. So I had to work the rest of the show, like, carrying disease. So I'm terrified that that's going to happen. But I'm excited about what's going to be there. You know, there's, there's some new stuff coming out that I want to get my hands on and see, you know, Glock obviously has got their, their new shiny stuff mm-hmm. and uh, Mossberg's got some stuff coming out. Mm-hmm. Walter has some new stuff. So I'm kind of excited to get to touch and play with what all do you, the new things. What do you think about those guns that came out? Let's start with the Glocks that came the out. The Glocks. They look like car pistols circa 1990. Yes, mm-hmm. they do. Um, <laughs> I was just like, I, I love Glock. Don't get me wrong. I carry Glock. I love Glock, but I'm like, guys, innovation is not just changing a style or the, the slide. Style. Yeah. Like just putting a stainless steel slide on it is not. And really- honestly, I think I would just prefer black anyways, especially for yeah. concealed carry, which what these, these guns are meant for. So exactly. I think it's easier exactly. to conceal a black gun than it is something that's kind of shiny. Yeah. yeah. I, I guess. Yeah. I don't even care about the, the rest of that stuff. Like whatever you want to release that. That's fine. I just wish. Can we just fucking get a naming convention that doesn't make my eyes cross and make me just like super angry? Like I don't even understand anymore. So we got the Glock 19, which you carry every day, which is, you know, it's a subcompact, subcompact handgun. Uh, and then we've got the, the 43s, which makes sense, make even less sense. And because of the naming convention. And now we've got the 19X, which is like half Glock 19, half Glock 17. And then we got the 26. And and now we've got the 48, which is just basically a single stack. I just, it's, it's infuriating. I don't even understand. (laughs) But then I was telling Sean, I'm like, everybody's like giving Glock shit for, Oh, you know, it's just basically the same gun. But I'm like, well, look at Smith and Wesson. Like their MMPs are very similar. It's like, okay, they, Maybe reduce the slide, reduce the grip, add, you know. So it's yeah. it's also very similar. And it's and I, I also carry a Glock. I'm a big fan of Glock. And I'll probably end up with one of the single stacks that they came out with. Mm-hmm. As much shit as I talk. But, I mean, if it works, it works. You know, if they designed a good gun that doesn't malfunction, then yeah. why change it? Don't, don't fix what ain't broke. I mean, that's kind of Glock's motto and i respect it i mean their stuff's good they stick with it and i mean you never hear of like huge massive recall because of this that or the other yeah so exactly you know yeah keep doing you um and then the mossberg the handgun that they came out with is interesting it looks like i didn't really get a good look at it but it kind of looks like the taurus g2 or a ruger like if if taurus and ruger met up and they had a baby that's what this would look like did they meet on bumble Probably. Okay. But they had to do it discreetly. Yeah. So yeah. Under the table. They had to use some code words. So that one's interesting. (laughs) I think that this year will be the year of companies that don't historically make pistols making pistols. Mm -hmm. I think that's. Yeah. But then what did we just discover right before the show? What's Uh, that double barrel uh, revolver? Standard manufacturing, the S333. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of different. Oh, it's different. Double barrel. Doesn't have a, uh, gosh, what is it called? The trigger guard. You use two hands or two fingers to <laughs> to shoot know. it. I'm kind of <laughs> interested to get my hands on that. Yep. I've already got it in the works. Nice. It's, uh, it's going to happen. So what are your future plans, Jackie? Um, shot show immediately. And then, um, past that, just doing what I do, just continuing on writing. I would love to eventually, um, become an editor and get to help other writers. But for now, I'm just doing me, uh, writing about guns and the things I like. Very nice. Yep. Where can people find all the stuff that you, uh, write and all your social media? Uh, so again, I write for guns.com, concealcarry.com and shooting sports USA. So you can find me online at all those publications. 
Um, I have a website, microjackiejckinoe.com. I don't really update that as often, but you can go check out what I've got there. And then really active on Instagram, microjackie, again, jckinoe. Um, and that's probably where you'll find the most up-to-date information. I post a lot of behind-the-scenes pictures of reviews I'm working on, gear I'm working on, and stuff like that. Very cool. Yep. Very, very awesome. Thanks so much for being here. You're going to stick around, though, because we're going to talk about small guns, right? Oh, absolutely. Okay, awesome. So before we go any anywhere else, I do want to take a quick moment and talk about Matador Arms. All right. What about them? So they're Sidewinder. Uh, I was talking to Aaron. He has it on one of my friend Aaron. He has it on one of his precision rifles, and he was just talking the other night about how much he loves it because it's a super long rifle. It's his 6.5 Creedmoor. It's a Howa action and a MDT chassis and all kinds of other stuff. But yeah, it's got that Sidewinder side folder right on it. And you can you can fold it right or left. You can install it either way, so whichever way you want to do, uh, which makes sense because sometimes you may want to be able to fire from that position, whatever it is. So you want to be able to make sure that it folds in a position that does not impede that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's cool. It's nice. $149.99. You can find it at matadorarms.com. If you use the code GUNFUNNY10, though, you'll get 10% off. Yeah, absolutely. And they sponsor our prank call segment. And since Jackie was going to be on, I was inspired for a prank call. And uh, you Are you making fun of Jackie's accent? N- no. Okay, this just got awkward. <laughs> oh, shit. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. No, it it's the topic uh-huh. more more than... Okay. Okay. Weird. Great. Weird flex. But Okay. It's time for Prank Calls with Malcolm and Gertrude. Honey! This is How may I help you? Uh, hi there. This is Kenny here. I, I just had a question about this holster I got. Uh-huh. So I, I got this holster carrying it in the small of my back, and they keep going back and forth on the belt, like going oh. to the left, to the right. I don't know what what the answer is to fix that. Well, we don't. First of all, we do not recommend that you wear it in the small of your back. It's it's kind of re- really dangerous for you um, to wear it more of a, at a maybe at a four thirty position. Yeah, when I was a kid, though, I broke my elbow, so my arm kind of go backwards a little bit. It's the only way I could get a good purchase <laughs> on it. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I don't know why it's. Yeah, it's going back and forth. So I was just wondering. I don't know if you got a solution for it, but I'm an inventor of some sort. So I got this idea you take something down and it go down like in the back of the pants and that'll help keep it like one way or the other so it doesn't be sliding back and forth oh oh that's cool yeah it's like uh i don't know the crack stack or something i don't know what you call it but do you guys have <laughs> anything like that to stop it from going back and forth to go down actually i no we don't hmm uh, do other people have the same problem there uh not that i know of i know it was the rigid one it is um if you're doing the belt side it slides around a little bit more but um, what are you carrying? The four, uh, inside the waistband, four point or? Uh, yes, a- a- absolutely. I carry full side nineteen eleven inside the waistband there. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, as far as I know, we don't have anything that would um, really keep it from doing that. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what it is. It's so weird. I go to reach for my gun; it's on the other side of my body. I don't even. I can't even understand it myself. Huh. <laughs> I uh, wonder if a thicker a thicker belt. Uh. At this point, I'm, I'm not really wearing a belt. It's just on the belt line, maybe. I don't, I don't know. That maybe, maybe the problem. Oh, that may be the problem. Okay, uh, but so, do you guys have any plans to make something to go down in the back of the pants, down in the, the like crack area, to kind of keep it situated there? Uh, we don't, as far as I know. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I think uh, I guess that'll that'll do. I don't really got no more questions, then. Um, I just wondered if you had something like that or if other people had the same problem, if it's just me. I'll figure it out, though. Yeah, well, it sounds like you're the one to do it. If anyone can, it's you. <laughs> yeah, I'm all over this. I got this. Uh, I'll, I'll call you guys when I okay. get a prototype, okay? Oh, sure. That would be wonderful. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time. Oh, yeah, you're welcome. Have, you a, good, have a great day. Have a good day, ma'am. You too. Bye-bye. Oh, uh, God. As always, so accommodating and so polite and nice. And I'm talking about making an invention called the Crack Stack. That goes down oh. in your butt crack to keep your your holster situated. Yeah, <laughs> Jeez. So, yeah, it's it's embarrassing for all of us. Trust me. 
Uh, I don't know. I think it's it's a little more embarrassing for some more than or for more. Oh, I can't even talk. <laughs> yeah, it's more embarrassing. Now for I'm me embarrassed more than you, right? That's what you're trying to say. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and I changed accent like 17 times. I in know. That call. I noticed that. <laughs> I noticed that. I was like, "What are you trying to go?" For? I was I like, "Okay." I was like. I'm a redneck from Alabama. I'm a crawfish eating dude from Louisiana. I don't even know. It was like really quick this morning. I was like trying to get inspired for a prank call. And that's what I came up with. The crack stack. Cool. All right. Enough embarrassing me. Uh, let's move on. Palmer 80. They're so kind of killing it as are. always. They're actually making serialized frames that could be purchased through dealers. And uh, you might think, okay, well, that kind of defeats the purpose. But Polymer 80, uh, their frames are angled differently. It's kind of more of like a 1911 style. Yeah, the so angle. some people might actually prefer that as opposed to like the typical Glock. I, I absolutely do. And I know that some states you can't get Polymer 80 um, unless they're serialized. Is I that true? Uh, you know, I think Pennsylvania actually has like a no polymer or something law. Which is, I didn't even know uh, about. That's actually, I think it's Maryland. No, it's Pennsylvania. There's another state that you can't get any Palmer handguns. That's so weird. Like that, that, that freaks me out. Not that that, not that Palmer 80 helps that at all. I just brought it up because I'm stupid. Yeah. Um, and obviously we can't think today. <laughs> <laughs> it's Monday. Wait, no, it's Friday. <laughs> no, it's Monday. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the show comes out Monday. So we have a good excuse. It's Monday. <laughs> it's Monday. We're out of it. <laughs> so listen, this is actually pretty cool because look, some people just not going to be able to figure out how to do a Palmer 80. That's just the way, the way of the world. Some people are handy. Some people not so handy. So well, this actually gives them a frame that is serialized that they can transfer through an FFL. And I know that some people, once they make their Palmer 80, they're afraid of the legal issues if they use that gun for protection. Mm -hmm. So in a way that, you know, this kind of helps with that as well. Sure. Definitely. And uh, you can get it all Palmer80.com. Is there a coupon code? Yeah. Use the code GUNFUNNY and that gets you 10% off. Very, very nice. Tactic Talk. Discussing popular guns and gear. Love it. Hate it. Find out now. So, Jackie, small guns, great for beginners. Yes or no? Talk to me. My opinion is no, most of the time. I think, like I've noticed, and I don't know if you guys have noticed this before, but I've noticed that when new people come in and, and they go to the gun shop or they go to arranged rent guns and they're like, you know, I'm doing this for concealed carry, the, the first you know, items that get thrown up are the shield, the LCP or LC9 or, you know, Glock 42, 43, mumbo jumbo, whichever one's the little one, the baby Glocks. And, uh, you know, they're all great guns. I'm not dogging any of those guns, but, you know, they give them this super small gun and they're like, yeah, this is what you need. And I wonder if that's doing a disservice to people because I know, like, you know, when I started, that was what happened to me. Somebody, uh, they actually threw a Taurus PT-709, which I think I would have probably preferred a Glock or something else. But, um, they threw that on there like, that's, this is, you're little, so you need a little gun. You're new, you know, little is just the way to go. And I remember being so frustrated on the range trying to shoot a little gun. And I was like that until someone was like, here, try this Glock 17. And all of a sudden, like my world opened and I could shoot much better um, and much more comfortably. So my opinion is I don't, I, I get why we do that, but you know, I think that for, for beginners, even if they're looking for concealed carry, teach them the fundamentals on a gun that they can actually hold and that, you know, is not killing their hand because of snappy recoil or that they're not having to adjust their grip constantly for teaching them the fundamentals on the big gun. And then, you know, if they feel like they can't carry a larger gun, then talk to them about small guns or baby guns. Mm -hmm. I completely agree. Yeah, same. And I know that uh, people were kind of poo-pooing the Smith & Wesson M&P Shield 380 Easy, or I don't, I don't even know what the hell the thing's called. Yeah. Longest name ever. And saying, oh, it's just you know, whatever. It's just got all these stupid features. And I'm like, no, man. Like that gun literally drove Smith and Wesson's sales in the last quarter of fiscal year, 2018, like literally drove them. And the reason why is because it's an amazing gun for people that, that have like disabilities or have limited hand strength. Limited is that mobility. why you have one? I have one. Absolutely. Because we have a lot of students 
coming oh, through. I thought just because you had disabilities. <laughs> no, that's a move. I got you, Ava. I thought it was funny. <laughs> no. See, I moved, I like, I moved oh, right, right past it. Oh, yeah. I, I knew what you meant. I yeah. moved right past it. Okay, well. <laughs> but I think it's an amazing gun. And like, yeah. I don't even think it's, it's, I mean, yeah, for people with disabilities, but also for beginners. Yeah. Because it's super easy to rack the slide. The only thing I don't like that I've had issues with some of the students is they don't grip it well enough. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, or maybe, you know, they lack that hang, that hand strength. So I kind of wish that they did something about the grip safety. It's my yeah. least favorite part, but it's like any, even in 1911, I, I can't tell you how many times I went and drew during competition or something and didn't fully depress. The, Sounds like the a disability safety. to me. Definitely. Uh, I could have used that 380 easy and it would have been better, but I think that. We just so often, I don't, I don't know if it's just like fuddery or just like, you know, conventional wisdom or what it is, but you think small person, small gun when it's actually the exact opposite. The bigger it is, as long as they can grip it safely with their hand, it's going to be so much more pleasant to shoot. Like I, I personally hate shooting small guns, like mm -hmm. despise it. Mm -hmm. Although I can shoot my Glock 42 really well. That I have to say, like Glock designed that gun really well. Mm -hmm. there's there's really very little recoil it's really easy to operate it feels great in my hand it's easy to conceal and i shoot that like i could shoot bullseyes all day long with that gun yeah and i have no problem with 380 as a carry uh i'm totally down with that but yeah i think that just so often guys are like oh yeah small small girl small gun small well hand, i think i think guys think that too i don't think it's just a female it's just it's new shooters in general they see these small guns they think they're going to be easy to manage mm -hmm. and so they go out and buy like a ruger lcp and they just you know just like with most things oh the smaller the easier it is to handle and the bigger mm -hmm. the the louder the boom whatever and uh and that's not always correct so yeah i, I yeah. couldn't agree more yeah so guys, i just wish people would would kind of you know, explore those options a little bit better instead of saying like, oh, you can't, you know, Glock 19, you can't carry with that. So we're not even going to put that on the table. Yeah. You know, like, and Sean, you know, shame on you for people. saying Jackie can't carry a Glock 19. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no. you, you know, we me. were both just like, oh, that's, <laughs> that's cute. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's actually awesome. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm like, I, I can barely like... I can barely conceal a pocket holster. Well, that's because of your muffin top. Yeah, I know. That's, <laughs> that's the problem. <laughs> I, Sounds I, like a personal problem, Sean. I, I carry MWB, muffin top waistband. Muffin <laughs> top <Not> waistband. <laughs> I think it actually does make it easier to carry, though, if you're skinny, like inside the waistband. Well, I think everything is a know, little bit cause... easier if you're skinny. Uh, wouldn't you like to know? <laughs> <laughs> Because I have noticed, like, since I've been losing weight. That... Oh, right. Humble brag. I knew she... Next, you're going to tell us you do CrossFit and you're a vegan and you are you used to be a Marine. Get out of here. No, but I did. I have done three consecutive bar classes now and I'm dying. <laughs> those are no joke, though. I did. I did a few of those a few years back and they're no joke. They, they are not. Kick your butt into shape. I actually, I have, I have a class scheduled for right after this interview and, uh, <laughs> I can only wait to hear the complaining for the rest of the day. Well, it is because I already did. I did two the last two nights and I'm like, I'm so sore. I'm like, how am I going to do this class? And I keep thinking, I'm just going to cancel. I'm just going to cancel. But but anyways, uh, I'm working my ass off so that I can carry inside the waistband. <laughs> <laughs> fucking falling asleep over here. Just <laughs> I could not be oh, okay. less interested in what you're saying but right now. But the minute somebody mentions white cake. Uh, do you have some? Are you holding? <laughs> Call my dealer. My dealer is Walmart. Uh, All right. That's let's, awesome. Let's read the iTunes reviews. All right. So iTunes reviews, if you haven't left us one, please do. If you don't like iTunes, if you can't force yourself to install it, leave a review and uninstall it. Facebook recommendations work as well. It just helps people decide when they're, when they're looking for something to listen to or some content to consume and they see your reviews. I think it makes them think that, oh, hey, this is worthwhile. And we, we totally appreciate people who take the time. Hopson Hollow Point says five stars. The total package without the E. coli. Wait, are we like romaine lettuce now? Is there another E. coli outbreak? Probably. I'll tell you this. Like vegetables have killed thousands of people this year. Bacon, zero. No, that's not true. I just read an article about the nitrates it's causing the, cancer. I swear to God, you're making me so <laughs> mad right now. It's refreshing listening to a gun-related podcast that isn't full of mouth-breathing threepers. <laughs> They can't keep up with the gun industry, let, let alone keep from spitting when they talk. Actually, 
Uh, glad we can all have fun and not take the shooting world so seriously. Seven out of five would shop here again. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Running Wolf, Texas. Five stars. Gun Funny is way better than WLS. That's oh, I nice. like them already. Love this podcast. Ava under Manslave deliver a very informational <laughs> and hilarious podcast that's full of rabbit holes, amazing guests, and knowledgeable hosts. Ava gives a great women's perspective to a male-dominate community, and Sean has his ear to the ground. With his many podcasts, they give him the ability to be on the forefront of what is going on. This is a great podcast to listen to while heading into work or the house. I especially love hearing the prank calls. Uh, that guy's the winner, but I have ulterior motives. Yeah. Because he's going to send us his name and address, and then I'm going to ban him from anything we oh, related. Okay. <laughs> yep. So you win. Uh, email us all your information, and we'll get you that swag out. We're going to give you a, a high point operator patch. No, I'm going to send him a high point. He knows what that means. <laughs> all right. Let's start wrapping this thing up. All right. So, guys, if you want to find us, uh, gunfunny.com, you can find all the links to everything. We have a store there where we're selling shirts, patches. We have the new high point operator patch. We also have a support us link. So if you go shopping at like Brownells, Rainier Arms, Palmetto State Armory, even Amazon, if you click on those links and shop, we actually get a percentage of it. So it's a great way to support the show without, you know, becoming a Patreon or actually having to actually donate. Mm -hmm. If you want to support the show even more, though, you can become a patron. We've actually had a lot of patrons this week join. Dude, it's kind of crazy. Like 2019 is the year of the Patreon signups, which is surprising. Yeah. Um, a lot of people are telling their friends about it. I mean, cause we have a blast in our Facebook Patreon group. Usually like I'm not even active on Facebook that much anymore, but in the Patreon group I am. Cause I feel like that's where all my friends are. I have like all these internet friends now. <laughs> Sean. What? Internet friends. No, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> my life. So yeah. So becoming a patron, donate to the show. You get access to our Facebook only Patreon group. It literally just a dollar a month or for $5, you get access to our monthly raffle. You can get exclusive t-shirts, shout out on the show. Lots of great ways to win prizes and things like that. Okay. So, thank you. Yeah. It's a, it is very cool. And we have $25 Patreons every month. And uh, as part of that, we say their names on the show. So who do we have? We got Corbin Bonafide, Iraq veteran, eight, 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 eight charger arms, Ryan Morrison and John snow. Uh, winter is coming. And then we also have our king of the Patreon, who is still 2A Jewels. Yep. And that is just the person who donates the most via Patreon to the show every month. Right now, they are sitting at about 75 bucks. So if you want us to read your message on the show, uh, you can become the king. You get a, a king of the Patreons t-shirt that Charger Arms has. And did you send 2A Jewels his mm -hmm. yet? Yep. So he's got one as well. It could be yours. Uh, you could usurp the king. Now, 2A Jewels, Ava, what do they do? Uh, so basically they make two A jewelry. Check out two A jewels on Facebook, Instagram for some really nice, well-made second amendment jewelry. Absolutely. And you can become a Patreon and get into all that at patreon.com slash gun funny. Now, Jackie Billings, thank you so much for being here. We really appreciate it. We appreciate what you're doing. Oh, thank you. I appreciate you guys having me on. It was a blast. And we are going to see you at our shot show party. Yeah. Yeah. We're up. Up. <laughs> there's, there's free food and free liquor. So it's going to be awesome. And there's, you have me at free. and there's free exactly. entertainment because Sean's going to be there. I will be there. And oh, all, all the shenanigans will be in effect. Nice. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'll be there. <laughs> Perfect. I can hardly wait. I know I'm not going to remember it, but I can hardly wait. <laughs> all right. That'll do Ava. I'll see you next week. I'll see you next week. All right. Sounds great. Want to send feedback? Suggest a place to prank call? Tell us about a company or anything else? Go to gunfunny.com forward slash contact.